Welcome to the Confluence Investment Management Asset Allocation Weekly Report for October 22, 2021. Social Security recipients will be getting a raise next year. The cost of living adjustment, or COLA, announced by the federal government is 5.9%. I'm Phil Adler. Joining us to discuss how the Social Security COLA impacts the economy is Confluence Investment Management Market Strategist Patrick Fearon-Hernandez. Patrick, how does 5.9% compare to other years? Well, hi, Phil. Thanks for having me on the program. A 5.9% hike in Social Security benefits is a big deal. The increase for 2022 will be the biggest in 40 years. That alone would make this an interesting topic. And remind us how the government comes up with this figure. The cost of living adjustment is meant to compensate for the increase in prices seen for consumer goods and services over the previous year. So it's calculated by comparing a special version of the consumer price index in the third quarter versus the third quarter of the previous year. The percentage increase in this special version of the CPI is used for the cost of living adjustment. So the number is an attempt to measure inflation that has already happened and does not anticipate what may happen in coming months? Exactly. The adjustment merely aims to boost benefits enough to compensate for price changes that have happened over the last year. In that sense, it merely helps a beneficiary catch up with past price hikes in order to preserve the purchasing power of his or her monthly benefit. No attempt is made to anticipate future price hikes or future changes in the cost of living. I've heard it debated that the Social Security COLA does not accurately measure the true increase in the cost of living for many senior citizens. Is that concern a valid one? Well, it's certainly true that many seniors will have experienced actual cost increases that are bigger than the COLA, but many will also have experienced cost increases that are smaller. After all, the CPI is an average of price changes on a particular basket of goods and services. The basket of goods and services is based on regular extensive surveys of consumers and what they buy. The basket of goods and services is an average that's supposed to reflect what a typical household will buy in a year, and not necessarily retirees. However, every household is different. Some households will make purchases that look very similar to the average basket of goods and services, and their inflation experience could be very close to the computed CPI change. Other households may make much more idiosyncratic purchases, and so their experience of inflation could be much higher or lower than the computed inflation rate, depending on what they buy. As one example, if a household this last year bought an expensive car, for which price increases have been really high, their inflation experience over the last year might have been much higher than average. Well, we can't track every single household's inflation experience, so it makes sense to use this average measure. Well, let's back up for a moment and take a look at the broader picture. Just how important is Social Security to the U.S. economy? Well, I think Social Security benefits are probably quite a bit more important than people realize. In 2020, for example, Social Security retirement and disability benefits paid totaled almost $1.1 trillion, or about 5.2% of U.S. gross domestic product. In addition, the fact that Social Security benefits are indexed to inflation means that they're an important inflation-protected source of consumer demand, even in times of high inflation. 
As as the population ages, is the impact of Social Security on the overall economy likely to grow? Yes, and that's been especially true over the last decade or so. Since so many members of the huge baby boom generation have now retired, and since more people are drawing disability benefits than in the past, Social Security income has become a bigger part of the economy. While Social Security benefits now represent about 5.2% of GDP, they only averaged about 4% of GDP in the first decade of this century. Patrick, you point out in your written piece that inflation is not the only ingredient in the COLA calculation. A person's initial Social Security benefit is based on wages. The higher the average wage, the higher the benefit to which the COLA is applied. How does the increase in the overall Social Security benefit in recent years compare to changes in the Consumer Price Index? Has one grown faster than the other? Well, this may come as a shock to people, but the average monthly Social Security retirement benefit has actually grown much faster than the CPI in recent decades. Specifically, the average retirement benefit has grown at an average annual rate of 3.2% over the last couple of decades, or half again as fast as the average rise of 2.2% for the CPI. Now, how has that happened? Well, remember that for the individual retiree, once his or her initial benefit is established, it will indeed rise in lockstep with the CPI through the annual cost of living adjustment. However, the average benefit is computed from the entire cohort of retirees. And every year, that cohort is adding many, many retirees that had achieved higher wages than the retirees of the past, reflecting increased productivity and wage inflation over the years. In other words, the cohort is adding many new retirees with relatively higher initial benefits. At the same time, many older retirees that had relatively lower wages and therefore lower benefits die and drop out of the calculation. As a result, Social Security benefits paid reflect not only inflation, but also the impact of past gains in productivity and wage rates. Are wages growing fast enough now to kickstart benefits in the future, even if inflation moderates? Yes, today's high inflation and accelerating wage gains will likely mean that people who retire in the next few years will have higher initial retirement benefits than they otherwise would. Patrick, does the rise in the COLA this year and also the trend you've talked about toward higher wages, do these factors threaten to result in a meaningful drain on the Social Security Trust Fund and uh, suggest that maybe the fund needs to be shored up earlier than anticipated? Well, the trust fund is indeed under pressure as more baby boomers retire and more and more benefits get paid out, and the higher benefit rates won't help. The retirement trust fund is currently projected to be depleted in 2033, and higher benefit outlays could bring that date forward. However, remember that as wage rates rise, Social Security taxes will also increase, and that could mitigate some of the impact. It seems to me that this increase in the COLA this year, 5.9%, was widely expected. After all, the inflation numbers that fuel the COLA are public knowledge. So is the COLA's impact on the financial markets negligible? 
I would say yes. Its near-term impact is usually a non-event for the financial markets. As I tried to show in my written article, however, Social Security benefits are an important source of growth for real consumer spending, and anything that helps promote stable economic growth is probably good for companies and the financial markets in the longer term. Well, our conversation has brought into focus, in case anybody overlooked it, the major role Social Security plays in the strength of the economy and, and the health of the social fabric. Are there changes in the program that you see coming that could impact the economy and investments? Well, the Social Security system is widely and rightly seen as the third rail of U.S. politics. Uh, in other words, politicians tinker with it at their peril. And right now, there's precious little discussion of any changes in benefit calculations, tax rates, and the like. However, as we get closer to the depletion of the trust fund and the possibility that full benefits can't be paid, it is possible that a looming crisis will eventually spark some reform efforts. But that doesn't seem likely to happen still for a number of years. Thank you, Patrick. Our discussion today is based upon sources and data believed to be accurate and reliable. We want to state that opinions and forward-looking statements expressed are subject to change without notice, and this information does not constitute a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security. Our engineer is Dane Stoll. I'm Phil Adler. <laughs>